Welcome to Sport Faith Life with Brian Bolt and Chad Carlson, two guys who came together for one common purpose, to think deeply about sport and faith. They are sports scholars, they're coaches, and they're competitive athletes, or at least they were. And together, they've created Sport Faith Life, a conversation that meets at the intersection of sport and faith. Imagine a ministry enterprise growing out of a college class project. Today on the Sport Faith Life podcast, we welcome Drew Bow, founder of Uncommon Sports, a ministry organization helping followers of Christ navigate the sport industry by providing faith-based training and resources. Drew collected and sold donated sports gear to fund this entrepreneurial ministry. We're looking forward to hearing his story, so let's get started. We are so excited to have Drew Bo with us today. Drew, can you start off by telling us a little bit about sport in your life? Yeah, well, I'm excited to be on with you guys. Sport has, has been part of my entire life. Um, I, I was fortunate to grow up actually in a really small town and went to a small school. And so I was able to, to play all sports uh, um, and didn't have to try out uh, or anything in terms of um, uh, high school and stuff. But it was something I just always been fascinated by is, is not just playing sport, but then also just the, the platform of sport in our country is something that's always kind of drawn me to it of just the scale um, and attention uh, that everybody in our our country and I think in the world, you know, really gives to sport and just its power to be able to unite people and and uh, um, just draw people together in so many different ways. Um, but then, of course, just the component of it, or just the component in which it's able to help us grow and learn different things. And so, you know, so many so many life lessons. Um, uh, that, uh, that come to mind as I think back on, on sport in my life now, not so much in the, the playing regard, um, uh, but still, um, being around it, watching it and, uh, for our ministry specifically being able to, to, to come alongside individuals who are working in it. Well, we look forward to exploring the connections between the ministry and, and, and sport in, in the sport industry that you've, you've developed. Can you tell us a little bit about faith in your life? Yeah, so I was uh, I was I was fortunate to grow up in a um, in a household of faith, um, uh, and um, but it wasn't actually until I was in uh, grad school in which I really came into a personal relationship with Christ, and um, uh, I even though would have considered myself a Christian at that time. Um, up until grad school, we still continued to go to church every Sunday, all of those things, but really had no understanding of the reality of a relationship with Christ and what that could look like. And, and, uh, and so the, the last 10 plus years of my life, it's, it's looked dramatically different in terms of being able to, to walk in a continuous relationship with Christ in my day to day, certainly, um, still just as many challenges and trials and all of those things, um, but uh, it's been a foundation that uh, is has changed everything for me in my life, and and also um, what really dictates kind of where you know what my wife and I are, are living for um, uh, as it relates to our faith and, and our belief around um, uh, around uh, the gospel message. 
Well, Drew, we're really excited to uh, get to know you a little bit. But before we get into conversation about your ministry, I wonder if there's something that you could tell us that will help our listeners get to know you, something maybe unusual, uh, something about your life that uh, uh, maybe not a lot of people know. A good chance to, to put something out there, Drew. Here we go. <laughs> Man, a lot of pressure. Well, I probably, it's maybe not that unique because I guess I'm probably like everybody else, it seems in the world now that has, has gotten mm. caught up in pickleball. Uh, and so I will share that uh, I've become, uh, an, an, I'd say not necessarily avid pickleball player, but uh, um, it uh, has been the latest uh, sort of fad in my life. Hopefully it's more than a fad. Hopefully it'll continue for a while. Um, but pickleball is, is, uh, my number one. Well, I tell you, it's, it's podcast after podcast, uh, pickleball finds its way in, which is fantastic, right? You're, uh, you're looking mm-hmm. at a, a couple of at least <laughs> amateur pickleball players here. Um, and it, it is, it's, it's become kind of the sport of, of old guys, which is great or, or older women, right. Or <laughs> uh, at this point, really, uh, we're seeing a lot more mm-hmm. youth get into pickleball. Pretty exciting. Uh, so I think, um, Mm -hmm. we may circle the conversation back to that and we'll just, we'll just work on, uh, getting a little bit better at our games. Uh, (laughs) but maybe, uh, we could start by talking a little bit about uncommon sports, which is an uncommon name. It's pretty, uh, interesting for us to, uh, be able to hear about this. And, and what we'd really like to know is this in, with this particular ministry, uh, why don't you start with its origin? When, when did this, uh, sort of idea come to you? Yeah, so Uncommon Sports Group, we actually used to be, uh, we just rebranded from uh, Managers on a Mission uh, a couple of years ago to uh, to this new name of Uncommon Sports Group, but same, exact same ministry focus, um, uh, just under a different name. But where our organization began actually goes back to, connects with the my faith story as I was sharing earlier. Um, when I was in grad school at Virginia Tech, I was pursuing a career within college and pro sports. Um, I was at that point working as an equipment manager, uh, graduate assistant with Virginia Tech football. And uh, between my first and second year out there was able to go on a mission trip. And I went on, I joke with people, I went on the mission trip for for all the wrong reasons of, you know, I'm going to be this good person and, you know, I'm doing these good things. And, and, uh, and it was on that mission trip where the Lord really started working in my heart of really opening my eyes uh, to the reality of who he is and uh, the reality of his desire for relationship with me. And uh, specifically through the the kids and the missionaries that we were working, that I was able to work with there in Rwanda um, at that time. And so, you know, very much a, a life-changing trip, if you will, uh, for me that summer. And, and just so happened that um, when I got back from that trip, one of my first class projects was create a nonprofit. If you were to create a nonprofit, what would it be? How would it be funded? All of these things. And so I, of course, had been fresh off that experience of seeing really the impact that, you know, the sports industry was able to have on, you know, those that I was able to work with in, in Rwanda in terms of, you know, uh, some of the sports equipment and donations and things like that, that I was able to bring with from, from different coaches donating and stuff. But, more significantly seeing the impact that that experience had on me. Um, and really just, a you know, desire for, I think 
you know, like any new believer of you, you're so excited about others to be able to experience that same thing. And, and so, um, so that's what really started this whole trajectory of, again, at that time was managers on a mission of, uh, just trying to connect others, uh, the time, primarily student managers. It's now kind of expanded to all future leaders of the college and pro sports industry, but at that time, helping them get connected with opportunities, experiences like this, that were going to help them grow professionally and spiritually. And so that's the the story of it. It was a class project. Um, you know, I always thought one day if I retired wealthy or, you know, won the Powerball, then it would maybe become a real thing. Uh, but um, it was less than six months after graduating that the Lord had kind of orchestrated the steps for us to become a, a real organization. And um, uh, and within a, a couple of years, it was something I was able to, to begin doing completely full time. And uh, we're now coming up on, on 10 years here. Drew, Brian and I are both, well, we're in academia. We're, I'm, I'm a professor. Brian was a professor. You know, he, he's, he's moved up uh, upstairs out of the ranks of, of teaching. But we oftentimes think about the projects that we assign to students as, um, you know, it's just, it's just busy work, right? So to hear you say that you had a class project and that, like, led to the, the creation of an entity that's been your life's work so far is, is pretty awesome. And I'm wondering then if you can talk a little bit more about the present. What's going on right now with, with Uncommon Sports Group? Uh, name change, but you said the ministry is staying the same. Tell us what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, I think the the name change kind of summarizes um, uh, really what's what's happened, where we're at as an organization right now of, um, you know, again, going from Managers on a Mission to Uncommon Sports Group and was really for two main reasons. And number one, uh, as I mentioned, we're we're an organization seeking to come alongside future leaders of college and pro sports. That includes all future leaders of college and pro sports, not just student managers. And so um, we've kind of, you know, changed the name for providing clarity on, on that. But then as well of, you know, mission trips, while they're still a big part of what we do as a ministry in terms of how we believe individuals can grow um, and how we can help them grow, they're far from the biggest thing we do as an organization, which is really raising up Christ-centered future leaders of college and pro sports. And, and that can be accomplished in different ways. And, and so, you know, for us right now, the biggest thing is we have uh, basically an eight-week training program uh, that individuals throughout the country complete um, alongside others uh, who are future leaders of the college and pro sports industry that's designed to help them grow professionally and spiritually. And so we have new groups starting every two to three months throughout the year where we'll have a, a couple dozen, again, future leaders of college and pro sports from throughout the country, uh, part of a, a cohort uh, that go through. They're completing daily devotional, different exercises, weekly calls to action um, throughout the course of that eight weeks, growing professionally and spiritually. And then everybody who completes that eight-week training program, we actually cover the cost for them to be able to come together in person uh, for what we call our impact weekend, which is where we put the training into action. And so we will do different professional and spiritual development activities, including, of course, Bible study um, uh, and um, facility tours and having guest speakers come in, doing outreach together at some point during the weekend. And of course, biggest thing of all is, is just the fellowship and community that's able to take place as they connect with each other. And so that's really the... Um, 
you know, the biggest thing for us as an organization right now, I know we'll get into, uh, I'd love to share on the, the CWS conference, but from a really, um, you know, primary ministry activity standpoint for us, it, it's really this USG Academy uh, that's that's happening every couple months as we have groups go through and then these impact weekends that we're hosting quarterly throughout the country. So Drew, um, I am really eager to get into sort of the philosophical underpinnings of how you're developing this leadership, right? And and sort of the the content, um, you know, how what sort of direction you're coming mm-hmm. from, and so. I think that's that that'll be really interesting to kind of see how that connects to other discipleship sorts of movements or leadership movements. Uh, but I am a little, I want to go back a little bit to the mechanism of this because part of what you're doing, as far as I understand it, is is funding, right? You're you're supplying some funding for people to do certain things, and and you're raising money somehow. But it's sort of unique in the way that you get that funding. How can you can you describe that a little bit? How that works? And how it started, maybe it's changed a little bit, but you, you started with, with yes. goods, right? With uh, donations of goods. Yeah. Yeah. So this actually ties directly back to the origination story as well, uh, back at Virginia Tech. Of, um, we're funded, uh, a large part of our funding is through what we call our Clean Out for a Cause program, which backing up to my first ever trip to Rwanda, I had uh, been fortunate to work for, I did a couple different NFL training camp internships. I was student manager at University of Minnesota. And then of course was working at Virginia Tech at that time. And and prior to that trip to Rwanda, I had finally was coming to terms with, okay, I don't necessarily need 10 pairs of short Cardinals shorts, you know, anymore that I'm no longer working for them. Or, um, you know, as you just get so much gear at each of those places, because you, of course, have to wear the official team branded stuff when you're on the practice field and things like that. And so I just decided at that point of, well, I'll just try selling it online. And so I had sold basically just the stuff again, I had left over from my previous, you know, internships and, and positions, just the gear for it was almost $2,500. And so that funded a huge portion of my trip to Rwanda that summer. And so the Lord, of course, finally helped me kind of connect the dots as it came to the class project when it got into the funding mechanism of, you know, well, how are we going to be able to fund this organization? And and so started thinking of, okay, well, what if others throughout the college and pro sports industry were doing the same thing with their gear and and what could be, what could happen? And so that's what's led to this clean out for a cause program that has now grown to uh, literally two to three thousand pounds a week of donations coming in from individuals throughout college and pro sports, and so we have built a pretty unique e-commerce operation where we're able to monetize these items and and then use that for funding what we do in terms of ministry activity. And so, um, and so it's everything from you know teams that are simply cleaning out surplus stuff at the end of the year, you know, uh, product left on shelves. Um, to when a coach gets fired and transitions to a new team. The the donation that really started us was Tubby Smith working here at Minnesota was a coach I got to work for. He happened to get fired that a couple months after this class project was was uh had been completed. And and so as he left Minnesota, he graciously him and his wife Donna were donated all of the their gophers and Nike stuff that they of course had no use for as they were headed to, to Lubbock and Texas tech at that time. And so 
so those are the donations that we're getting. Um, I just had somebody through th- uh, here for a, a tour a little bit ago, and and they made the comment, uh, you know, every day's Christmas because um, you know we don't know what's coming in terms of what teams are sending what and what's going to be coming on that day's truck uh, from from FedEx or UPS. But that is a a huge part of what's allowed our organization to be able to to grow the way it has. That fascinates me that <laughs> the ways in which you found this this niche, right? And and Brian and I are in the sport industry too, and we realize that, of course, that Division three schools, we're dealing with, you know, smaller quantities of gear, but man, our, our, like our, our athletes, yeah, he's wearing stuff and I got, I got my stuff on right too, representing our colleges, and we just, you get so much gear, right? And and it's great to wear, and but with transients at, at upper levels, you know, Division one and, and professional sports, I can only imagine the, the truckloads of, of stuff that would otherwise sort of probably sit in closets and, and here you are uh, using it for, for the Lord's kingdom. It's exciting mm. to, to hear that, that model. And I'm, I'm wondering if you can talk now a little bit about, about the staff that you have. Yeah. So we have, uh, we actually have a team of about 20 full-time staff. Um, uh, a little over half of the staff is actually full-time with the, the e-commerce clean out operation. And so as you could probably imagine, um, it is a, we of course have no cost of goods in terms of, you know, the items are being donated to us, but it is a pretty labor intensive process in terms of, um, uh, going through sorting the items, having to quality control, you know, wash certain items and, and then of course photo and getting them built into online listings. And so, so we have a team, uh, um, really an incredible team, uh, in our, um, working in our warehouse that is, again, they're processing two to 3000 pounds a week of stuff that's coming in. Um, along with, of course, getting out the, the orders from, you know, our shipment for the previous day's orders. And then as a ministry team, we have, uh, right now there's four, uh, full-time staff on our ministry team who are, uh, who are directly working with the students that we're coming alongside in terms of individuals going through the USG Academy or those who have been through our training and con- in continuing to to walk alongside them. And so, um, and so it's a, uh, it's kind of a, and then we do also have a um, uh, one staff who, who oversees the, the clean out program um, in terms of the n- nurturing the relationships we have with different uh, teams and specifically equipment managers that are um, that are supporting the clean out program and is also facilitating uh, different um, uh, faith based opportunities for that group as well. Yeah, that's really exciting. And um, like you said, you're you're creating networks that maybe didn't exist before or existed on a professional level, and you're finding a faith based connection with those networks and building them as you go. Mm-hmm. And I wonder so. As you think about Uncommon Sports, you have probably some some goals uh, for your so your your monetizing side, right? You you've got okay, this is this is the amount of money we want to raise. This is what we in some ways want to do with these, but you also have very in some ways different goals related to uh, the output of leadership. And I wonder how how did you arrive at that place, mm-hmm. and how would you describe someone? who's kind of been through the uncommon sports experience. I don't know if you want to call it that, but been through that and then says, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking differently about sport, sport leadership, uh, leadership in general and discipleship. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's, 
you know, um, the, a career in the college and pro sports industry is, is filled with no shortage of unique pressures, challenges, temptations. And, um, you know, my testimony is, is somebody who, you know, when I was first pursuing a career in the industry, it was very much my identity. That's what I, you know, I wanted to succeed in the industry because I wanted to be a person that worked for this pro team or I had this title or, um, and so, you know, first and foremost is for us as, as we're coming alongside individuals is helping them understand who they are in Christ. And, and as, as, as I know you guys both know very well of, as, as we come to understand the reality of, of who he is and what he says about us is what all of a sudden then changes everything in terms of what our purpose is. And so, um, so for us, it's, it's first and foremost of, of walking through who he is, what does he have to say about us? Where can we find truth? Um, and then, um, and then it's, it's a nurturing of that relationship because without that, we're going to get swept away by the industry in terms of the pressures, the temptations it's there's, you know, it's, it's intoxicating in so many ways. And so, you know, we have, we call kind of our, our three C's of, of called committed and connected. And, and that's, those are our goals for an individual that goes through our program is we want to make sure when they come out, they understand that they're called and understanding what God has has to say in terms of the purpose for their life of living for his glory and doing all things for his glory, but also have an understanding of, of what it looks like to live committed in terms of, you know, what are some spiritual disciplines I can have in place to help me continuously be nurturing that relationship. And then lastly is just connected of being connected and, and, and this is, you know, arguably the, the most significant powerful one in, in terms of our, program specifically is, you know, sports, it can be such a volatile industry of, you know, um, whether it's because of, of job insecurity or because of, you know, having to, you know, take an unpaid internship at this place and then go, you know, work two years as a graduate assistant at this place and then move across the country to, you know, to this assistant position. And, and, you know, naturally with that, it's difficult to facilitate Christ-centered community. And, and so, we have so many individuals where it can be so easy to, to just become convinced I'm the only Christian, you know, in this industry and, 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 but being able to then connect them where, okay, maybe even if you are the only one within your athletic department, um, there's probably somebody else within your city, you know, that's working in sports that that's also a follower of Christ and, or within your conference or whatever it may be. And, and being able to facilitate those relationships which of course we, you know, see in scripture is, is so significant in terms of the spurring each other on and being able to help each other grow continuously uh, as a body. So I know we want to talk about this conference that you have going on, Drew, but before we get to that, I'm wondering if you can share a little bit with the connections uh, that the, the students that are going through your training, um, I'm assuming most are sport management students or have gone through some sort of program like that. Give us an indication of the types of jobs that they have. What, what are they doing right now? Yeah, well, it's it's starting to get more exciting. Obviously, the longer we've existed in terms of, you know, kind of what some of those jobs are of, 
you know, individuals working as director of basketball operations or director of equipment or working, you know, um, uh, in full-time development positions within their athletic department or, um, uh, and so it's, you know, most often in terms of an individual just going through a program, you know, kind of the next steps are, are most often a, you know, graduate assistant position, uh, where you're then, you know, likely not getting paid, but you're maybe getting a free master's degree and, and at least getting your, you know, housing or, you know, uh, room and board possibly paid for, um, uh, while still getting experience working in the industry, um, or of course an internship position, uh, you know, and specifically more so on the pro side. Um, but it is, it's a, it is a wide array in terms of careers you know, we've, we've pretty broadly defined it of college and pro anybody working within college and pro sports pursuing a career within college and pro sports. Um, you know, I would say predominantly just of, you know, what it's most often been, or in terms of maybe some of the bigger, uh, groups that have, have kind of emerged is, it's certainly been, uh, basketball, you know, those that are working within men's or women's basketball. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, from there though, it's, uh, it is pretty broad of everything from, you know, baseball, football, coaching, or on the operations administrative side of things, um, to the student athlete development, academic advising, nutrition, um, you know, and, and, and everywhere in between. Yeah. That makes sense to me that, uh, <laughs> basketball would kind of be the headliner cause they get all the good gear. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, Take all the attention. Hey, uh, what we want to do is give you attention, um, Drew. So uh, I wonder if if you could tell us a bit about your conference, but also ways that uh, folks that are listening to this could get in touch or uh, just sort of follow what's happening with Uncommon Sports. That would be that'd be great. Yeah. Well, so first, in regards to the conference. It's the Christians Working in Sports Conference, CWS Conference, that we'll be hosting here in, in Minneapolis this coming summer, June 23rd, 24th, for all Christians working throughout college and pro sports. And and really, uh, a few simple goals for that conference are, number one, connecting brothers and sisters in Christ, being able to help them find Christ-centered community and relationships um, and individuals who are going through a lot of the same challenges, you know, and trials that, that they are that you may be going through, but then also a encouraging, um, being able to encourage the body of Christ of, of different ways that the Lord is at work throughout the industry already. And then just lastly, equipping of how can you live out your faith as a Christ follower in the, in, in college and pro sports navigating all of those tensions. Um, so that's a conference coming up this summer. Uh, we've got, uh, Jonathan Isaac's going to be the headline, uh, speaker, and then a um, uh, lot of individuals in um, front office or leadership positions throughout um, NFL, NBA, MLB, all levels of college athletics. And, and so really excited about that. A lot of different ministries that have partnered to, to, uh, to create this. And, and uh, um, this will be the, the first one this summer, um, but really excited and looking forward to that gathering coming up here. Um, and that's something uh, people can register for that on, on our site. Of it. Uh, if you go to our websites, uncommonsg.org, um, uh, and then to, to find the conference, or you'll be able to, to uh, navigate from there to our conference webpage uh, for CWS. But then just lastly, of um, you know, as we talked about, we do have the e-commerce site. 
Uh, and we've actually just launched our very own e-commerce site called Locker Room Direct. Uh, and so LockerRoomDirect.com is where individuals can, again, shop the stuff that we're, we're uh, receiving as donations. And, and of course, uh, the neat part being that, you know, literally 100% of that is what uh, ends up funding our, our organization, our ministry. And so um, those are, are certainly uh, two big ways. And then, and then we are also um, dependent upon monetary donations. And so we do have a giving site. Uh, again, that's on our site of uncommonsg.org. Um, so certainly a few different opportunities. And then, of course, just lastly, for those working in athletics, we have the Clean Out for a Cause program. Uh, and so we are you know, we, we do uh, seek to be the, the go-to place for, for any program seeking to maximize the impact of their used or excess gear. It's a fantastic model, and it's a fantastic set of speakers that you have at this event. Mm-hmm. Um, just a great lineup. We have a lot of listeners here, Drew, who are, are working in the world of sport, doing ministry, doing chaplaincy. Uh what what would someone that listens to this podcast has been a part of the global congresses on sport and Christianity, what would be in it for them at this CWS conference? Yeah. You know, I think, I think relationships would be the biggest thing, you know, certainly the content I think is going to be content that anybody, you know, is, is, uh, is going to come away from encouraged challenge uh, just with, again, given the, the speakers that, that are in place, but, you know, obviously do, you know, uh, in full transparency of it's going to be with the, the target individual uh, for the content is going to be somebody who is working full time in the industry um, and speaking to, to them specifically, as opposed to an individual who's working in full-time ministry, um, you know, like myself, for example. And, and so, uh, so there is, um, so I'm glad you asked this question because again, the, the content is going to be, uh, geared in, in that direction, as I, as I shared, but it is still something, um, where we're excited to have a lot of different ministries that are going to be part of this and in coming to this and it being something that'll hopefully be, uh, just an incredible opportunity for them from a relationship standpoint of, you know, the number of individuals who, you know, perhaps don't know about a specific ministry that's already on their campus or, you know, that's going on. And so there's going to be sort of some different ministry off ramps, so to speak, that are laid out at the conclusion of this conference. And there's actually going to be a, uh, a sort of vendor fair um, uh, in the atrium of the conference for different ministries to, to be able to set up so that, again, people who, you know, do come to the conference who maybe aren't aware of, of some of the, the many ministries, you know, that do exist are able to to leave there with a, a much better understanding of different opportunities to plug in and, and get involved. You know, there are a number of uh, sports ministry organizations that hold conferences and gather together in a variety of different ways. And there are also a number of ways that people that are interested in promoting those organizations can give. And in both of these cases, this seems like something new, right? This is a, a you know, you can you can attend this mm. with a with a fairly specific niche or interest because of the the door that you came in, and you can support. I mean, Chad can go you know buy an old sweaty T shirt from Saquon Barkley and feel like he's contributing to the cause. How exciting is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Please don't wash that for Chad. He would much prefer to have uh, Barkley sweat 
actually yes. on it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Drew, thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us and telling us a little bit more about Uncommon Sports. It's really exciting. Congratulations to you for uh, turning a class project into something actually relevant. That's exciting. Uh, It it warms our professor hearts for sure to see that uh, every once in a while something does work out. So thanks very much. And uh, we'll just uh, continue to pay attention uh, to Uncommon Sports as we go forward. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it and do uh, do want to encourage you both as professors. You guys are, what you guys are doing is incredible. And uh, I don't think you'd be amazed if you look back on, um, you know, as I look back on some of the things in terms of what my professors have taught me. Thanks for tuning in to the Sport Faith Life podcast, a conversation at the intersection of sport and faith. Read the corresponding blog post and learn more about us at sportfaithlife.com. Listen to more of our podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on social media to stay up to date with everything sport, faith, 